Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hello there, Uh, welcome to part two of a three-parter, I suppose, sequence that I'm calling You, Your Mind and Your Thinking. Now, in the previous episode, part one, I, I suppose, just explored a little bit around, from my perspective, what your thinking means. And in today's episode, um, I'm going to talk about your mind. Now, even as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about a song by the Pixies from my youth called Where Is My Mind? Where is my mind? Which is a good question. (laughs) Um, But also, what is my mind? So we're going to maybe explore that a little bit. Um, Maybe explore perhaps the unexplorable, maybe. Anyway, Shane loves a challenge, so here we go. So the first thing I want to say is that you're not, you are not your mind. You have a mind. You're not your mind, you have a mind, which for perhaps many people listening to this, that might be a little bit confusing. So let's see where where we go with this. I remember the very first time that I heard that and it struck me was when, if you recall, if you've listened to any of these episodes, maybe the earlier ones, I, I think one of the first 10 episodes, um, and actually I need to give myself a little bit of a shout out. If you, if you, it just has a bit of fun. This is a slight digression now here on my own behalf. So indulge me for a second. There's a, there's a very famous clip of Snoop Dogg, the rapper, getting his uh, star of fame on the Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. And when he's asked to, you know, all the celebrities are there, the famous people, they're all saying lovely things about him. And then it comes to him, so he has to do his little speech. And then he does the opposite of what most people do. Most people are like, well, I want to thank God. I want to thank my agent. I want to thank my wife, my husband, whatever. He gets up and he goes, <laughs> I want to thank me. I want to thank me for getting up early, for going to sleep late, for putting in the hard work. I want to thank me for persisting in the face of adversity. He goes on and on for maybe two minutes. It's quite funny. Anyway, actually, I might put the link in the show notes if you haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's worth a watch. Anyway, I'm just going to say to Shane here, I want to thank me for getting to 100 episodes. And if you've listened to a lot of these or all of these, or even just a few of them, uh, thank you because... Uh, I guess when people tune in, it gives me an incentive. The, the stats, as I see them, seem to be growing all the time, which is lovely. Um, so, yeah, I want to thank me. Right, back to it. <laughs> um, when One of the first of the 10 episodes, I think, that I did with this particular podcast, The Inner Edge, uh, I shared a 50-minute talk um, where I was telling a story about probably well, one of the darkest, well, the darkest period of my life where I was kind of in this suicidal depression loop and luckily for me um, somebody caught me before I could do and it's something I couldn't take back and then they also introduced me to a phenomenal person who was a counselor and but on the very first session there was multiple things that they said I mean to have support to have somebody you can talk to somebody with real life experience who've gone through their own pain and so they had credibility and they not only that, but they also had empathy and they had compassion, but they also had skill. It was incredible. But they said different things to me. 
and there was something that they said to me, and I know that they didn't mean it to impact me probably in the way that it did, but um, th this was the start of something significant in my life. And so what I'm going to tell you is, what this, what this person said to me was, Shane, do you realize that you have a mind? Now, I heard that two ways. One is that, okay, I have a mind. What's a mind? But the second way I heard it, which is maybe more important, is the fact that there was a difference between me and this thing called a mind. It wasn't the same thing. And up until that point, um, I just assumed, well, am I not my mind? And, now, and at that time, remember, that striking me, and I kind of kept digging into that, and I have been digging into that for the rest of my life, and that has been a game changer. Because in the same way that if someone said to me, do you realize that you have a phone? So, well, yeah, okay. But if I said to you, well, are you your phone? You just laugh at me and say, well, that's ridiculous. Like, the phone is a separate thing. The phone is incredible technology. It's an incredible asset if I use it a certain way. It's also quite dangerous if I don't use it, a, if I use it a certain way or if I let it use me, which perhaps is one of the biggest issues that we have right now in our, in our modern tech world. Technology is using us more than we want to use it. But the same way, your mind is the same. That's how I look at my mind. It is like my phone. It is an asset. It is a tool. It's incredible technology. But it ain't me. Now, if you go looking for, and I would encourage you to look up the Oxford Dictionary for the definition of mind, um, you're going to get quite a lot of different definitions. Um, now, my Apple Dictionary gives me a simpler one. Now, the Oxford one, I'd say, you'll see there, it kind of mostly goes into memory, actually, which is interesting, which is also relevant to mind, because mind is the source of your memory, you know? Um, and then also, if I look at my Apple Dictionary, it's probably a little bit clearer. I'll give you three things it says. It says, one, the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel the faculty of consciousness and thought. I have to say I like that. That's pretty clear. Uh, it also gives two other points. It says, a person's ability to think and reason, the intellect. And then number three is a person's attention. For example, I like keep your mind on the job. So go back to that first one, the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences. So awareness, aware, to think, okay, thinking, to feel, the faculty of consciousness and thought. Lovely. Now, I would agree with all that from my experience, but I'm going to add in an extra little bit. I'm going to add in my own little extra definition, which is, for me, the mind is a programmable field of energy. It's programmable. Um, it's how I learned my tables. You know, what's five times five? You should know the answer. But why? Because you program through repetition into your mind, this field of energy, and it's just stored there forever. Same way you learn how to drive a car. At the start, it's clunky, but through repetition, you program it in. And somebody might say, yeah, but that's, that's your brain. And I would say, yeah. Neuroscientists would say that the brain is the seat of the mind, but they do interplay with each other for sure. And then the last feature, the thing I'd say about the mind is that without a doubt, your mind is a thought-generating machine. And we talked a little bit about thinking in the last episode, but your, your mind is a thought-generating machine. The question is, we never really question, or so the point is we never really question those thoughts. Where are they coming from? Because a lot of those thoughts, they'll either do one of two things. They'll either lift your spirits, those thoughts, or they'll lower them. And that's an important part to be aware of. Now, when I was depressed, my mind essentially was creating thoughts that were extremely depressive. And then um, it was like an assassin that tried to take me out. My mind 
had convinced me to take myself out, wasn't supporting me. And so I suppose now that I got a second chance, I went, okay, well, I need to figure out how to get my mind to support me because I have a mind. It's not me. So I need to find ways for my mind to support me. Now in business, you know, more and more you'll hear companies talking about our most valuable assets are the minds of our people. What does that mean? So again, if we can kind of get our minds focused on an impossible goal, like sending a human to the moon, we can do amazing things because our minds are amazing. They can split an atom. They can create great companies. They can imagine great lives. They can shape great things. But um, if we live in our minds, if I live in my phone, I'm going to have a problem. And for me, that's what I see more and more of people is that, Yes, they're using their minds for good things, but if they stay in their minds, they're not fully leveraging the power of their minds. Plus, also, it gets very stressful and um, sometimes dark in there. And when I say dark, I don't necessarily mean being depressed like I was. I just mean in terms of if you don't really understand that you have a mind and then how can I leverage that mind, um, at some point, you're going to get caught out. And when you get caught out and you're stuck in the machine, that's disconcerting. And for me, even the best of the best, that will happen to them if they don't understand what I'm talking about here. And um, plus, you know, in the context of, say, a phone or tech, your mind sometimes, you know, might get a virus. Um, when the punch comes or somebody says something or you go through a period of, of adversity. So your mind does need a little clean every now and again. Um, and that's also possible and very important. Now, crash course, very, very simplified crash course on the structure of your mind. You know, there is a conscious part of your mind as a, and there's an unconscious part. The conscious part, I guess, is the part that's listening to me now, but it's all the one. Conscious, unconscious, the same thing. But within your unconscious, the bit that you're not necessarily fully aware of all the time, there are three main parts. The first bit is your memory, where literally everything um, that's happened in your life is recorded. It's like a massive data warehouse. It just stores everything, plus knowledge. So every bit of memory, everything you've experienced in your life is actually somewhere there in your mind. And the second main part of your unconscious mind is, I guess you could call identity the home of your ego, your personality, your self-image. It's very much influenced by the, by the memory part of your mind, but it is there too, and that has a massive bearing on, well, how you see yourself and how you interact with the world and what you think are your strengths and weaknesses, etc. Now, the third part of the mind for me is probably the most interesting, and that is, has different names, I guess you could describe, but it's probably the source of your intuition, uh, the deeper part of yourself, you could say it's less personal. It's the part that perhaps some somebody might say it's universal mind. Um, it's down into source. It's down into uh, perhaps the unknowable or unexplainable. But that's the part that I'm most interested in myself because um, when I'm stuck in memory and identity, I'm kind of stuck within the limitations of my own self, my own personal thinking. So those two parts really represent the personal thinking mind. And then the deeper part, your intuition, your source, uh, maybe you could even say your soul um, is unlimited. It's unlimited. And, I, and the future for me seems to be more to living from that space and not so much being controlled by the limited personal thinking mind, if that makes any sense. Now, one, one thing I will throw in here is that in a world that's getting increasingly noisy, resting your mind is vital. Because your mind, if it's like a machine, it could, it, it could, you can actually overheat the engine. And that is happening because more and more people are getting burned out. 
all the research over the last four or five years is showing that 60 to 65 percent of people in the western world which at this point seems to be most of the world um are over revved in their engine they're, they're, they're very close to burnout no matter what they tell you so moving your mind into neutral moving it down the gears into kind of a nice easy resting state is is actually a pretty important practice going forwards whatever way you can do that now when you do that something interesting emerges insofar as that you kind of it brings with it very nice benefits in terms of clarity um, presence a more relaxed state and also a kind of a deeper level a higher quality actually of thinking so you know, with, with the time that I, that I suppose I have for these little episodes, I'm really just here to kind of throw things out for you to consider that you have a mind in particular now. But the question is, I suppose, for you is, well, how, how do you look after your mind? You have this amazing tool. It can create incredible things, but it can also shut you down, as I found out. And I guess that's part of what my work is, is to find ways to help clients understand um, how to how to look after your mind and then how to leverage it. So how do you actually rest your mind? Do you even understand the value of that? In professional sport, they'll say, now rest is training. When it comes to your mind, I agree. The same thing applies. Rest is training. How do you rest your mind or do you even rest your mind? And is your mind supporting you towards what you're trying to create in your personal life, in your career or your business? Is it supporting you? Have you programmed that programmable field of energy to support what you're about, your highest good? Now, there's so much more I can go into here, and maybe I'll create a separate audio about this even as I'm talking about it. I might well do that. Um, that's longer form. So let me come back to you on that one. So what I will say to you is from, I suppose, this particular episode is that you have, in caps, you have a mind. It's important to look after it. And when you do that, then it's important to leverage it for your higher good. In the next episode, we're going to go into perhaps the humdinger thing. Question is, well, then, if I'm not my thinking and I'm not my mind, well, then who the heck am I? Hmm, that's a really, really big question. So we'll dig into that in the next episode. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.